Keeping it real from WeChat. Go go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. That life. All about lifestyle, relationships, cause and get. From Cassie to the Berg. From Cassie to the Berg. It's that time of the week. I know it's a bit strange. It's a Thursday at exactly 11 o'clock and you've just been listening to Alan Ford and suddenly here I am, the voice of Dimitri Masha on Black Life. You didn't expect that, did you? Well, we've moved to a new time slot. It's a new show. It's a new everything, baby. And we're here only on Cliff Central. Today, we've got a very exciting lineup for you. We're going to be talking to some guys, friends of mine, actually co-producers, who are going to Cannes by themselves they're just going to be out there doing their thing enjoying the can lifestyle without me but that's okay because they're doing it for a good cause they're going to can uh because we're screening uh the beginning a brand new film that uh not only do i star in but with these fine gentlemen i wish you could see them and in fact if you can't see them check out my uh Twitter at Dumishomasha and you will see the guys I'm in studios with ladies. These are the kind of guys you want to be looking at. I mean, um, if you're a guy and you like guys, you might want to look at these guys. Don't look at me. Look at these guys. <laughs> but they're in the studio with us. In fact, before we go any further, the, let me introduce them. Uh, Mr. Brad Katzen and Mr. Sean Naidu. How are you guys doing? What's up? How's it going? <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here with you guys. Uh, um, are you looking forward to Ken? We are so looking forward to Can man. I think the excitement has hit fever pitch, as they say. It's going to be a it's a once in a lifetime experience, and yeah, we're 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 psyched that we got the opportunity that they accepted our sh- our short film and yeah. they're going to screen it for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking style tips today. We're going to talk about where you can eat. Um, if you're listening to us right now, we're going to talk about a lot of really exciting things on the show. We've got a full jam packed show for you today, but because we're going to Can, we're going to put this into how does this work? work for can but before we go any further i want to ask you guys something how did this film come about brad you wrote the movie um why did you come up with this kind of first of all tell us what the movie is about the beginning okay so yeah so the short film um it's 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 a kind of a spiritual story about this a woman dealing with the loss of her daughter and um as she's grappling with these issues she meets this this man played by tamisho um who's, who who reveals to her that in fact her daughter hasn't hasn't died but she herself has has passed away and she's actually having to come to terms with her own death and the fact that she's not going to see her daughter again and move through that sort of cycle into the into the next phase so like the daughter is not dead is the daughter alive or is the daughter also passed away no the daughter is the daughter is alive which comes as a revelation later on in the in the okay poem. because you know on the trailer it says dealing with the loss how do you deal with the loss of a child and I was always like under the impression that the daughter was still alive and well. So the daughter is not lost. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, there's some ambiguity to that, which you, you know, which is yeah. nice to kind of just like develop yeah. as, as you go. I mean, death is an interesting topic to talk about. Um, but people don't see it as a very upbeat topic and as, as a very box office friendly topic to talk about, especially as your first film. Why did you go for this particular topic? You know, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I guess like, I mean, life and death, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. It's something that everyone can relate to because at the end of the day, this is what we're, we're all moving towards that eventually. You know, there's, uh, we, we have a limited time here and it's all, and the big question is what happens afterwards. It's always such a, 
there is no answer. So I kind of think it's, I just find it interesting to explore that, that aspect of like, where do we go afterwards if we go anywhere? And mm. this just seemed like an interesting way of sort of wrapping that up in a, in a film that, you know, that I thought would be quite engaging for, for people to see. Okay. And, and how did you get involved, Sean? <laughs> that's, that's an interesting question. Well, Brad yeah. and I have been taking care of Brad for a long time. Yeah. As a producer goes. And we've been working together in the advertising space. And, uh, yeah, when we had the script uh, that Brad sent to me to say, should we go into the film space? We said, let's do it. And it was just exciting. And we looked forward to getting involved in something that both of us had for a long time wanted to do. You know, we sort of, our day jobs is in advertising, but, uh, our creative space was, you know, in the film space. Look, a lot of people in South Africa are very interested in film. I think we're a country that is curious about film. As much as we're not a country that necessarily supports local film, I must say, we're curious about it. A lot of people think that film is all glamorous and it's fun to do because we see the Hollywood side of it. And even that can be quite tough. What is it that you do as a producer exactly, Sean? <laughs> what don't I do as a producer? What do producers do except just come on set and eat food from the craft table yeah that's pretty much it i'm the guy that's allowed to be late on set and allowed to just yeah, relax yeah, no 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 yeah, yeah. the thing is that there's a whole lot of moving parts when you come to a production that you're putting together there's uh anything from you know the pre-production side getting the necessary if you needed a tissue on set yeah because you were crying and you mm. didn't have one is my fault or someone in my yeah. team's and if, fault. And if, you know? if I can say, like Sean is Sean is the guy who will get shit done. When we're when we're out on location and we have traffic in the in the background, Sean is the guy who will go to the police station and just organize the road to get closed. <laughs> just just like that. Okay, so basically a producer is someone who organizes for everything to happen. Yeah. He's Mr. Mr. Plan. He He's puts Mr. it together Weber. so the sh- he so makes shit happen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well the police station example was a pretty interesting one. Okay. Uh, we had a whole lot of traffic causing lots of noise when we were trying to shoot. And we hadn't actually planned to be there. It was a very quick thing. And we just kind of went and, you know, I've got this new hashtag I'd like to put out there. It's called Just Ask. Because <laughs> when we okay. just go and ask, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, come yeah. and put the little yellow ribbon across the street and don't allow taxis to go past. Quite I exciting. mean, the cool thing about the beginning, right, is number one, I mean, Brad, you wrote it. Right. You directed it. I did. You did the score. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose that was out of necessity, but also because you're actually pretty good at, at all those three things. Tell me, I never thought that you had a background in music. What is your background in music? Are you formerly a composer? Are you a pop star? Why, why were you not an idol? I'm man? really big in Germany, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. no, I've got, yeah, look, I mean, it's been, it's, look, music's always been also like a side passion of mine. I've really loved it. And it's something I kind of like became, I guess I'm like self-taught in a lot of ways. I've just always been interested in, you know, dabbling on like your, on, on the computer. You can get like, there's so much software that you can, that you can do that's, um, that's just, that's really, really, um, creatively liberating, you know? And, um, to be able to just kind of like explore that is, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun to be able to put that together. And I just kind of just harness those skills for when I knew I'd want to try and do some music and, you know, use it for a film specifically that it seemed like a great tool to put that Look, together. The, the movie has a very specific feel and sound. What made you come up with that sound and, 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 and like, where were you? What space were you in? The instruments? Come on, man. Yeah. You know, everything, everything came down, came down from story. Like that was, that's, that's always the starting point, I think, is to, to see mm-hmm. how, how, what would the character be hearing or experiencing yeah. emotionally yeah. through that? Okay. And that's what the, the score is meant to sort of influence and, and dictate, you know, like if, if it's a very classical, um, kind of motif and you want that to inherently uh-huh. relate to the character. 
Okay, because what I noticed as well in the film that that I really enjoyed. I mean, I'm in the film, obviously, but you it can helps. still you, you can still critique a film even being in it. I mean, I always critique films. I know if a film that I'm in is going to be great or it's going to be lousy, and sometimes like is it cringeworthy or not? This yeah. one definitely is something that I'm very proud of. That's good to know. Uh, <laughs> Phew. Okay, we did the job. But um, when you made the music, did you like? Do you have like a whole studio space, a keyboard? Do you have like yeah. grand piano somewhere? I mean, it's, it's, it's quite and a, a, it's, and a massive glass palace with I wish, a wooden floor. I, yeah, I wish. I wish. No, it's more like uh, it's gonna. It's it's more like a bedroom producer kind of thing where it's, right. I've got like I've got my I've got the keyboards and I've got I've got some instruments, but most of it comes off on the on the computer because you can get virtual instruments now, like software based instruments which sound mm-hmm. which sound incredible. I mean, it's hard to dis, you w- you won't be able to t- tell the difference mostly if you do it if you do it right, you know. And that's what I think is really cool about the space that we're in now, where anyone can if they have like a computer, you can get access to these free virtual instruments online and just go nuts. Okay. Sean? What? You wanted to tell us something? <laughs> no. You look, you look like you're poised <laughs> to tell me something really interesting. But it's okay because I've well, been asked. to Brad's studio. Yeah? So <laughs> studio, <laughs> inverted commas. I'm just <laughs> picturing this do, thing. Do you guys, do you jam with, with Brad? Do you guys like, do you get on the, well, do you get on the drum kit? The I electric try to bass? dabble in a little bit of guitar, if you know what I mean. But okay. no, I can hold all of like about it's three chords. Got a okay. Bollywood album coming out. <laughs> oh yeah? Awesome. That's pretty cool. Because like people are listening to Sean right now, they don't know. He's, he looks like a Bollywood star actually. When are you actually? Are, I'm is that prettier than film? Bollywood. That's what we're gonna catch. Are we doing Bollywood? <laughs> are we gonna catch? You know, because you gotta like cash in on that. Exactly. At the end of the day, that's what's happening right now. But speaking of like Bollywood and Hollywood, what do you think that you're gonna be bringing to the table, guys? That you're taking to can that people have never seen before with this film, Sean? Curry. <laughs> we had Which tables? Dinner table. I think that was very smart. As a producer, <laughs> by the way, I must tell you guys, uh, a Sean brought cooked. For us, a biryani. And at first, I was like, you know, people say a lot of Indian people that you every Indian can cook a biryani, right? And then you taste it, and it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad. I'm sure you followed, you know, the the, the recipe online. Yeah. But Sean's biryani yeah, was, was absolutely special. amazing. Yeah. I was blown away. I was, I was. I was like, yeah. I haven't had that kind of biryani in a very long time. And I have a lot of Indian friends who say they can cook biryani. <laughs> biryani make you want to slap your mama. You mean? You know what I'm saying? That, that biryani was amazing, man. So a lot of people don't know that you're not only are you a great producer, you know, visual artist, creative. You're an actor yourself as well, by the way. You're <laughs> also an amazing cook nah I, I try to cook my mom is an amazing cook i mean this lady i don't yeah. know like she but everyone says that about their mom i'm very honest <laughs> no, like my mom is an is a so-so cook okay mom if you're listening i'm sorry i love your food you know that but as i grow up i've tasted better <laughs> no like jokes aside oh, i oh. can't even lie my mother cooks like everybody just goes ape about my mother's okay. food so right, like, right. like i know i'm biased but it's the truth as well, right. well so it's from on your, Wikipedia. From your biryani, if you're saying her biryani is better than that, then yeah, I can no, say she, she must be a biryani. You, you learn from the best. Let's mean. put it this way. My mom has not tasted my biryani because I cannot simply cook if she's around. It just makes no sense. Is oh, it? Wow. Cook is it? Around. Do you just fall apart? Are yeah, you like, I no. can't do this. I'm <laughs> like, too I'm nervous. Just, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> the pressure, man. The pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, we're looking forward to can. I think what we are hoping to to sort of get out of can though, is, to, is to try and expand on on what we're doing and, and the network that we can maybe get you know it's an international film festival so we're not mm. only gonna be getting hollywood types over there we're gonna hopefully get the world out there you know so we're really looking to tap into meeting and and, and connecting with those kind of what people. do you think the, the the film that you guys have shot that we have all shot the beginning is going to bring to can that maybe they don't have at the moment 
Well, as far as we know, I think we're actually the only South African film in the festival in any capacity. I mean, there's always a delegation. I know, like the NFBF, they're sending a slate of films, and I think to like to markets and stuff. But in terms of actually with an active role in the festival, as far as I know, I think we're the only South African film that's that's playing in like the short film corner and um, you know being active in that space. So I think for us, it's just representing our country and and really having that that presence that um, we'll be able to bring to sort of an international um, scale. You know. Yeah, no, and I think there's a lot of people that sort of look to the short film corner um, for upcoming talent, for new emerging ideas, you know, and, and so we are looking forward to putting South Africa in any small way that we can contribute. We're looking to get that out there, you know, and, and to say to people, like, this is a start. I mean, it's the beginning of uh, hopefully bigger things to come. All right, that deserves a vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> That it can, okay? <laughs> you guys better take some vuvuzelas with you. Yeah, <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> All right, that's enough. My ears are bleeding. Sorry. <laughs> so, actually, let's talk about a bit of style tips because you guys are going to be out there. You're going to be well dressed, right? And uh, we've got the black lifestyle tips with shoes. Let me tell you guys what you must do and what you must try and avoid. Take pride in keeping your shoes polished. So make sure you get there and your shoes are clean, champs. If they're brand new, it's better. But if they've been around for a bit, make sure that they're not scuffed. They're polished. Brad, you make sure, right? Every I'm, time. I'm writing notes as we speak. Because people will notice one way or another. The first yeah. thing, as, as, especially as a man, right? The first thing people look at is your shoes and your hands. Right. So make sure that you've got nice, clean hands and you've got clean shoes. The second thing about shoes is always match your belt and your shoes. Like Brad, I, you know, I know you're a white boy and everything, but that doesn't mean you don't have to, you, you gotta look sorry about it, okay? <laughs> got your it. shoes gotta match your belt. If you're wearing a brown belt, you have to wear a brown shoe. You, you Where were you two years ago? <laughs> if you know this, you must say, Brad. Come on. Don't make me push the stereotype. You know this, right, Sean? I'm, yes, I've got, I've got Don't make that it. mistake. And you got recently married, so you should know this. Just like you're getting married. Do I look like I need tips in the dressing department? Well, you never know. You never know, you know, Sean. Um, don't you make go, me You're go. going to can. Don't make me go Don't make you go hulk on me. Don't go hulk on me. Okay. Never allow the heels of your shoes to wear down. Nothing looks cheaper on a gentleman than, like, heels that I just... Especially heels... On the side You know they like Kind of go up on the side They're not yeah. even like Down properly They're just like Weird down Okay they kind of sideways It just looks awkward Don't do not do that And um, you know guys Shoes are An investment piece So if you're going to Spend the most money Of the outfit If you're going to do that Make it on the shoes Okay Okay so uh, where are you guys getting your, your, your outfits from? By well, we are very blessed. I gotta tell you, we are so blessed uh, for something that is essentially new, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the space. But, uh, Stutterford has been, um, kind enough to allow us to come to their Santon City store and grab some stuff that will make us look as glamorous as we are supposed to amongst the stars okay. that we'll be rubbing shoulders with. Okay, so... uh <laughs> represent. Hang on a second. <laughs> Stutterfit is, is, a, is a huge shop. Yeah. Do they give you like a little section or do they actually give you like as uh, or everything, you, anything you can wear in the shop well, is yours? anything that you think looks good and you grab. Really? Yeah, no. So, but sure. what if something smells good on you? Because <laughs> they've got that section as well. <laughs> like, like, can you take I, like, I like three curfews? Nah, I think, I think we must behave ourselves a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, shut up! You're not even hooking me up. No, hang on. I baby steps. Baby steps. Ah, baby ah, steps. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, can I ask a question? Okay, you since need- I'm 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 one of the three production partners on this film, mm-hmm. right? Does Statifits know that I'm not actually going to Cannes? 
Damn it, the secret's out. Now you open it up. I'm gonna get a suit for later, you know. Damn it. You went and messed it up for yourself. All right, but but okay, maybe they're not listening right now. We don't know for sure. Maybe I can I can still go in this afternoon. If I went in this afternoon and picked something up for Pan, they'll arrest you. They'll get the South African. Some security guys that might give you a bit of a look. Oh come on, guys! This is some bullshit. Look, all I'm saying is, if you want to try, go for it. But I can't be held responsible, and I don't have bail money because you know Can's expensive. But let us know so we can video you getting arrested. <laughs> okay, that would be pretty cool. You can take that to Can. Show yeah. me how badass I am. That would be. That would be great. Like in the film, I feel like I play this like sweet little angel guy. Well, not little, <laughs> not little about it, but I play this sweet angel guy who's all good and takes all of Latoya's shit. Like in real life, I would be like, bitch, sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Creative license, right? I mean, like, Brad, you didn't, that was not a black angel. Like, if that was a black angel, I don't know what you were right. I felt like, I don't know, I'm out of character here. This is, this is not, is this real enough? I, I wanted to see you some range. To okay, sure. you want to some range, that. Right? Yeah, we're, we're building you up now. Don't act like you would at home. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, you guys are taking a film as well to Cannes, a, a trailer that, that, that we've made uh, called Fight Town. What's that about? Right. So yeah, the main I mean also one of the one of the benefits for that we want to get out of the when we go to the festival is that the the fact that our short films featuring there is definitely like a, a foot in the door and we're using that to kind of leverage ourselves to get um interest and you know co-production financial funding for a feature that we're trying to develop which is yeah, Firetown which is okay. essentially this um this intense South African thriller about um uh, a woman whose daughter is is kidnapped and when the police can't help her she enlists the help of one of like Soweto's sort of you know biggest gangsters to help her find find her daughter and take her into this dark underbelly of the South African crime world and uh yeah we think it's going to be quite a it's going to be quite a quite an epic story because you know the the space of South African films right now aren't I don't feel like that they're pushing the envelope the way they should be and okay. we're, we're here to change that up well how would you change that up i mean when you say they're not pushing the envelope how would you push the envelope i'm really keen to understand <clears throat> that yeah I think i'd like to just say before okay. brad talks about that is i'm going to i'm going to hold you on that yeah, i'm ready, I'm, ready. No, I'm actually responding to the same thing okay. as well is that we are certainly not trying to elevate ourselves to like we have the answer you know the messiah okay. of our film <clears> type of <throat> thing by no means but i think our only gripe is that we tend to borrow too much from the past you know we want to make it all about south africa's dark history and a lot of the films just lean and and rely too much on that kind of thing but i think that's still a story that needs to be told because we can't forget about the past i mean it's only 20 years ago no by all Uh, means why is it okay that we can still watch holocaust movies or movies about slavery but we can't even watch movies about apartheid that happened like no it's not it's not about like not being able to i think i think especially when you want to be a voice that that people listen to Mm -hmm. and people that like respond to and look forward to hearing what you had to say you certainly can't when you're unknown Come out with that You know you, okay. you can't make that Your debut story You know what I mean It's it's a bit like Sensitive material At the same time People mm-hmm. got to trust you With that kind of thing And mm-hmm. uh, so for us We just want to make Like really entertaining Universally That's You know it. Themed stories With mm-hmm. strong characters and, and really just get That kind of momentum going And then once people have A certain amount of Respect for what we're doing If we're good enough To do it I then, think we, you, you should know by now. You're asking people to give you millions of dollars to shoot movies, and you're still not sure. No, I mean we we've, we've got the confidence in ourselves. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, particularly, I'm think I'm talking about the audience. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the audience are very very. Um, They're a fickle bunch. Let's exactly. just call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you going to be doing this film in Afrikaans just to make sure that people go and watch no, it? We're gonna we're gonna have it in English. <laughs> it's gonna have it in English. It's gonna be in English because we 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 have faith that the story is it's it's. 
it's broad enough that I think everyone will be able to find something to relate to in the story. I okay. Mean, I mean, let's talk about the state of art. We may as well, because you've taken us down that path, Sean. It's an elephant in the room. We were going to talk about Firetown, and then Sean took us to the South African film industry. And now we've got to talk about it. Damn. <laughs> but, I mean, Sean, you say all these nice things, right? But then you look at, like, a lot of South African films, especially films that are, like, action genre type films. When it comes to black films, black people don't watch movies. English. White South Africans don't watch South African movies. The only market at the moment that is viable in this country is a white Afrikaans market. Perhaps an Indian Bollywood market, but don't try and make an, a, a, a film like uh, 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 Joey Rusdeen and the guys did that's set in South Africa for the Indian market because only three Indian guys will go. Mm-hmm. So the only loyal market that we have in South Africa is, is, is the Afrikaans one. Am I wrong, guys? It does come across that way. I think you you are very much correct in saying that it's tragic. How do we change that though? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, we've had movies like Inamba Namba, right? We had Material, which I thought was an amazing film. It wasn't just an Indian movie; it was a South African movie. Um, we had films like Hear Me Move, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. But the only movies that make any sort of money and anyone goes to watch are still the Afrikaans movies. Yeah, but I think I think at the same time you gotta like almost understand that you are saying you. Got to earn the respect of the audience and perhaps there just isn't enough consideration of what does this audience want why are they not going to see these films what is it about the Afrikaans market that sends them to I mean they have a loyalty to the sort of grouping you know mm-hmm. to their race group but that's like not a good enough reason to support something or not you know what I mean I wouldn't want the Indian market to support me purely because I'm Indian you know what I mean I'm I've Nothing anything. wrong with that. No, but if anything, I'm it not helps. Indian. I'm South African. Now, third largest uh, population <laughs> outside of India. We used to be number one or number two outside of India. Well, now let me tell you, I've been to three, India right? not less than two months ago, and mm-hmm. I'm not Indian. I'm sorry. Like, I've got nothing in common with those dudes on that side. Okay. Uh, but in terms of the, the market, the, the, the number of the audience, it's a great <laughs> it's a great slice of an Indian audience. But having said that, you, you I guess you got a point. They shouldn't support you just because you're an Indian guy making Indian movies. They should support you because it's a good film and and then by virtue of it being a good film it will be universally appealing and yeah, that's, but that's what's important i think because also you want to earn the audience's respect as sean was saying and you know when you look at the state of i mean some of the films you mentioned there's definitely merit to them but if if we're going to be brutally honest i don't know if they can play on an international scale and okay when you're looking at the films that are playing you're on an international scale people have a choice between the new avengers or the new south african dance film it's kind of obvious what people are going to want to choose to see so what are you going to do that's so different brad i mean what do you what is your plan especially with with firetown i mean the beginning is a short film it's more like a showcase film exactly yeah. um you could turn that into a feature right but for the kind of market that we're talking about it seems more like a cinema nouveau film am i correct uh yeah that's it i mean that we're i'm i'm Going with a more artistic license on that side. The with Firetown, or are you going to do that's different? Because that's straight up yeah. feature. That's action. It's Skopskit and Donner. Well, well, that's pictures. it, and that's and that's what we're that's what we're capitalizing on because the idea is after seeing, you know, after after no, looking at the landscape here, the um, what I'd like to do is I want to I want to get onto that international scale, and that's part of the whole can ideal is getting there and almost focusing first on the international side and getting that kind of recognition because I think that will then help feed into um, getting that respect that I'm talking about for the audience when they see that, you know, if there's a South African film being recognized internationally first, 
then when we come, you know, when you bring it to South Africa and like local audiences, there's already that sort of um, recognition in their mindset of what this film is and what it, what it's uh, the kind of accolades that it's achieving. You know, provided that it comes across and it, it actually works out the way we want it to work out, then um, I'm I'm confident that that'll be the sort of thing that will that will push audiences. But, but from into a storyline point point of view, just straight up, why do people want to watch when it comes to an action film? My my theory, my personal theory, and I'm going to put it out there, is that. When I saw some of these South African films, the major problem that we as South African writers and filmmakers have is we don't like a happy ending. We don't like a clear, fully set out, satisfying, happy ending. I went to watch Fast and the Furious 7, which broke all box office records recently. It's ridiculous. And it wasn't a particularly great film. My wife and I, she sat there because she's like a great film critic. And she hated most of it. She she wanted to go watch the Avengers, but I had already seen the Avengers. (laughs) So I was like, hold up, woman. We're going to go see Fast and Furious, damn it, because I wear the pants in this house. I like it. Okay, it's not exactly how she would have said that conversation went, but you know, that's what I'm telling you guys. But speaking about Fast and the Furious, for example, right, I know a whole bunch of Indians that went to see Fast and the Furious. Of course they And I ain't seen one Indian in Fast and the Furious, so... Yeah, but they love cars. I mean, like that whole movie is an Indian (laughs) movie. It's like those cars were taken to, you know, when you take your car to an Indian uh, 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 guy who, who does something with the cars... That's what they did in Fast and Furious. Yeah, for like two were, hours. Yeah, yeah, for like two hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they went to <laughs> <laughs> No, but so, that's the thing. Like, Fast and Furious is like the characters that you navigate towards. You start to like them. You follow their journey through the series. No doubt. And but my point is, my, my point is, right at the end, the whole point is like the whole gang finally makes it. And you see the reward of them going through all that crap. Which is to get a chance to be at the beach uh, with Paul Walker and his kid and his wife and just sit there and have a happy ending. Like a proper, like ridiculously unviable happy ending. There was no way Jason Statham was going to get beat up <laughs> like that. ending ever. And that dude should have died. What's his name? The one with the big voice. He always has to talk like, what's his Vin name? Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin <laughs> Diesel. Oh, right. Vin Diesel should have died in that last car crash, man. But because Hollywood, she, he, they don't even do mouth to mouth. All she has to do is talk to him about how she remembers the wedding. And she said that if he dies, then she would die. And then that brings that motherfucker back to life. Give me a break. <laughs> they need another three sequels, man. That's what the, that's you know what, what I'm about. saying? But I think at the end of the day, that's what we watch Hollywood movies for because we invest, right? In those characters having to go through being the protagonist, having to go past an antagonist, which was Jason Statham's role. And then, once they have gotten what they need to get, there is the payout, sure, which is sure. everyone gets to be happy and go to the beach in Puerto Rico. And then him and Paul Walker can race for the last time. And Paul Walker's in a white car because that is his chariot to heaven. You do know that you're doing a whole bunch of spoilers right now. He's yeah, supposed to say spoiler say alert. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you've all seen the movie. <laughs> they've, had enough, they've had enough people watching that movie. I need to say it how it is, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm breaking it down for South African filmmakers. Yeah. Firetown. Is it definitely going to have a happy ending? I'm not answering that question. We no, don't know dude. that for sure. You you know, all I'm going to say, all I'll say is that with Firetown, it's going to be, the, it's a, everyone will be able to, re, to relate to the situation because the loss of a loved one, everyone can relate to. A, a missing child. No, that's, 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 no, we're not talking Firetown. A missing child. Okay. Okay. Firetown. Missing child. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I thought we'd gone <laughs> back to the beginning. <laughs> Death, okay. Firetown. Missing child. Mother loses child. Boom. Okay. So this, this, it's a white woman, right? She right goes on. to the wrong part of town. The, the and worst. We are worst. all sitting in, town, in the cinema going, don't go there, white lady. What are you doing? Like, what the hell is she thinking? What is okay. she like? Although nowadays it's like middle class lady. Even if it was a black lady in like a nice car. It would be like, 
Dude, yeah, don't exactly. go there with your Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> They're going to kidnap Usmongile. It's dark. It's dark. It gets dark. It, it, it does. It gets dark. Okay. And then that happens, right? It happens. Our worst fear is realized. And then now we're like, oh my gosh. What is she going to do about it? Because we know the cops won't help. We know the cops won't help. When was it, you been to a police station? You try to call 10 triple one, And then they put yeah. you on hold for 30 minutes and you're listening to like panpipe music. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've got an emergency. They're breaking into the house. And your call is important to us. You're like, you number 532. <laughs> Answer the call. Which police station have you been calling? <laughs> I'm just asking. I had a domestic violence incident once. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's a hard life. It's a hard life. No, it's but I real. Think with Firetown, it's exactly that. It's like a person making all the wrong choices, being in the yeah. wrong part of town. But now the child's taken. Now, I'm a believer that, you know, let's leave the past be the past, even if it's five minutes ago. And what are we doing now? And how do we look to the future? Is that and what you use when you and your wife are having an altercation? Let's let the past be the past. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's my go-to. Does it use you know, and I'm just like, you know what, babe? Okay, I don't want to get in your way though. Yeah, let the past always be the past. in my way. You're so big. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so let the past be the past. And what do we do now, Sean? So, so, what so do we do now? Diane is here. Yeah, and the cops can't help, and all the things that she's tried has gone wrong, and it didn't work. How does she fix it? And then where we find her, she's at that place where she's making decisions to save the life of a child. And then the journey for the audience and the film is, does it get there? You does know, it happen? Can, like, well, can she pull how, far, it together? how far is she willing to go? Yeah. Really? Like, it's, it's the desperation of this, of this character of like trying to see, she will do whatever it takes. And whatever it takes is not always the best, most satisfying, I mean, most happy ending in, the, in a lot of ways. You know, you, you, it'll take you to places that you don't think you can go in, until you're in that situation. Situation. Right. And that's what we're, what I want to show, what I want to show people and what I want the film to explore is just, just that, that desperation of what will you do for the one that you love. You, get Ooh, what the hell? Oh, that's what she should do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've been on Facebook, right? You'll see somebody, somebody knocked a dog and then the whole of Facebook goes crazy. That person, if I could get my hands on them, I would do this, that, and that, that yeah. kid, whatever. We all think we know what we do what we in do, a situation, right? yeah. you know. Presented with the opportunity to take on a bad guy, but I guess the, the great you? thing about this—I I don't know—I've I, I, studied, you know, martial arts here and there. I know how to <laughs> shoot. I, I'd like to think I'd know what to do, but I'd probably be like on the in the corner begging for my life. That's why you're, that's why you're our <laughs> consultant on the film, Tamisha. <laughs> will you be able to say? <laughs> Please I, let me go. <laughs> no, will that's you be able to say like Liam Neeson? You know, I have a particular set of skills. Now we'll find. You want me to do it right now? <laughs> yes, please. I, I have a particular set of skills. And I will find you. <laughs> How's that? Do I get the job? Do I get the job? I, I got chills, eh? I got chills. Yeah, <laughs> But I'd like to hear a hero with a different kind of voice, you know? Like, can you make, would you buy it if, if the guy was saying it like, I have a particular set of skills <laughs> and I will find you. <laughs> That's my next one. I've, I've, it's done. That's what we're doing next. Because yeah, like, the guy's from Boxburg. He's a badass. Yeah. You know, my, response, am, eh? my response to that guy would be like, do you promise? Please come over. <laughs> Please, I beg you. Let me give you my address. Yeah. But I mean, obviously at the end of the day, the, 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 there has to be a neat and happy ending. We have to see that our protagonist gets what it is without spoiling anything. Do you, do you find that that's important to you? Uh, like a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. A viably happy I think, ending. I think, it, again, it all, it all just serves story. If, if the story that's being told takes the character to the right, um, ending, like her right okay. conclusion, that's what it comes down to, I think, at the end of the day. If, if it's a happy ending, um, 
it doesn't it doesn't matter it's about is she satisfied with the conclusion as a character is her character at a at a logical point to to end the film where she's satisfied with the things because sometimes okay. you know there's i mean there's a handful of films where the ambiguity can help as well of like you know perhaps she didn't get what she wanted but she found something else in the process okay you know so well here's the thing right a lot of people in south africa complain about the quality of the work that we do in this country in terms of the films and yet some of the highest watched tv shows and films in this country are the ones with the worst quality i mean generations is a case in point i'm sorry Mpundi. i talk about your show all the time and i'm always dissing it but the truth is the truth right um it's no the comment. highest watched show on tv that and our perfect wedding i don't know if you guys have seen our perfect wedding you must just watch our perfect wedding if you really want to get into the psyche of the south african viewer Okay, it's on catch up. Don't worry. I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> you have to watch it if you're going to call yourself a South African filmmaker. Wow. Okay. And I mean, the topic is interesting. It's about people who are getting married and then we get to see them. But they go to like the most dingy rural kind of areas. They don't just go to the township. They go, you know, when you go past the township yeah. and you just keep going. Out, out. And even the people in the township are like, they look down on those people. That's where they go. Okay. Damn. Okay. And then they're like, this is South Africa. And you're like, no, it's not South Africa. That's that's not how people I know growing up got married, but fine. And people love it. They're eating it up. And they eat up things like generations. You guys though go out of your way to make sure that you shoot very high quality stuff. Fire Town, the trailer, as well as the beginning, was shot on the latest top of the range red this is the same camera that they use to shoot Tom Cruise films. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. yeah we, it's it's past 4K, 6K, right? We want to, again, we want to play on that international scale. We want to be able to show this to like the, the big the big wigs at, at whatever film production companies we meet in Cannes and just be able to say that this is what we're able to pull off. We can yeah. do this. It's not just the small stuff in South Africa that they're putting together. We're How did you manage to pull that off? Sean, I'm going to go back to you. You you wrote the thing. We asked you about that. You're the producer. How did you manage to get take it away. that kind of take? On your set With no money Hashtag Just ask Okay I said it at the beginning I'll say it at the end All like, right. Literally just, just ask, ask. I mean, But ask who? Dave We're not going to give that name <laughs> I just did No I'm kidding Oh no You got to give Dave props man You know Okay we, you got to ask were, the right person right? We gotta, you got to have that level of network I guess You know we, we are very very I mean look Let's put it this way as well And a lot of people don't realize this But when you hear someone like myself On the radio for the first time today You assume it's always been like this, but it has not. You know, yeah. this is 10 years in the making. Yeah. And throughout that 10 year journey, we've been working with different people and, and doing different things. And, you know, hopefully being nice enough and, you know, to, to get people to like you and want to stay loyal to you. So that network does form over time. Um, interestingly enough, with the DOP in question for the film, it, it wasn't really from something as far back as 10 years. He was someone that, that we approached very recently, mm. but he was mm. also very kind to be a part of the project, you know, and okay. to come on board uh, with us having all... That's Dave Pina, well. right? Yes, yes. To those who don't know, Dave Pina, I'm <laughs> going to put that name out there. Dave, David, Dave, is it Davi? <laughs> David, David Pinar. Don't ruin his name now. I'm just saying, so, like I'm okay. I'm saying like a voiceover. David Pina. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's silky, <laughs> silky smooth. <laughs> and we had, you know, we had him, and and he came with, and he was able to shoot with that beautiful. And he bought all these toys and all these toys, the exactly. And, everything, right? and and you know, a good crew, and and we we got so it we're done. We're very fortunate to have a great yeah, crew. We, um, your sister Sam. 
uh, Katz. Yeah, she's, she came on as the makeup artist. She kicks ass. Did I mean, excellent job. She's she's a makeup artist to the stars. It's not just like like we couldn't have been able to afford her if she. No, wasn't we like, would definitely not be able to afford her. If I didn't know her, if if you didn't know her, Tamisha, if you weren't connected to my sister, I would have no way of gotten her no, involved. No, for in real this. though, that's the truth. Because I think the only reason why she did the makeup was because I was in the film. Yeah, right? that's that's completely it. That is so right about that. She's yeah. I thought she'd be crazy. like, I know I'm your sister, but I can't do this. <laughs> I've got to go to a real job. She's gonna go and hang out with Clint Eastwood and Adam Sandler in like Sun yeah. City. That's what she exactly because that's, that's what, what that was the last film that she did, right? I mean, she yeah. does films. She does like Hollywood stuff. She, she plays. She actually was leagues. in Hollywood recently, just doing makeup in yeah, Hollywood, just and she came chilling. back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that because like I've worked with her in many films. You know, because you're my Hollywood. Cause you're, that's that's how you're all. That's just how you're all. Why must I have to say it myself? Because you're Hollywood like that. So we're very lucky. I was in this project. Otherwise, we would never have had Sam. Um, we never this, would have yeah. come together without you, man. It was, it was, you were instrumental. Well, you know, I don't want to say it was just all about me. I'm just saying that without me, we would never have was, gotten set. That, that was like my thing. I know she's your sister. Yeah, I know. I, but she's like, you yeah. Know, she, yeah. She tells me I need to thank you every day that she was there. It was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. But we did. We, we really we were very fortunate because we had all the toys. We had all the personnel. I mean, we had like the best makeup artist. Yeah. We had Ali we Haynes, one of the best sound guys. One of the best sound guys ever in the business. Yeah. I liked Ali because you know what I hate about sound guys? They always want to put stuff in you like this. put this monitor in your back and act natural yeah. you know take this microphone and like let wrap it hang it, out. wrap it around your body like yeah <laughs> you know? and then act natural like you're comfortable but but he's very cool with that and, and he really gets very clean sound and we didn't have to do any ADR we didn't have to do any post syncing that, that is true that is true um, and his sound was absolutely clean it was, it's, it's fantastic I mean and the, the best thing is, is is just building up a team that you want to take with you for every project that you go through I mean every, all these guys that we're working with we foster these relationships off the beginning of our short film with the idea that you know as we get to like the next stage like the feature films and stuff that we, we we're taking them with we want us all to kind of stay in that same sphere because um these are guys that you you get on with you can speak their language where we have that shorthand you know where it's just it just becomes easier on set every, with every new project because mm. we're just more comfortable and more comfortable with working with everyone and that's and that's what we're trying to like cultivate okay look i want to get uh, to ask you guys a question if you had all the money in the world if you had the budgets right that that you would have required whatever the beginning would have cost whatever fire town is going to cost you had that money what would you different what would you do different but before we go into that um i want to finish off with our style tips because it's really important people are listening right now and you especially you guys are going uh, i need to those tips eh? need you need those tips man <clears throat> i mean like we, we we have style tips for everything what do you want to know about do you want to know do you want to suit shirts knitwear trousers hosiery uh, knitwear is definitely Let's talk about hosiery and underwear wait <laughs> This is really cool. Because <laughs> you, 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 first of all, you have to have clean underwear. You guys know that, right? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> no point wearing a nice suit and you got dirty underwear, man. Damn it. Okay? Man. So the most important thing, take enough. You're at Statifids. You take can, green soap. Can you green. take as much underwear as you like? <laughs> Sean? <laughs> to be sure. Are you allowed to? I don't know what the, the list is. and what. The no, but hang on. You get to Statifids, right? Yeah. And they tell you you can only take one pair of undies. I need two Look, socks. I, I take some socks. green soap with me and I'll wash at night and put it to dry. <laughs> Sleep naked in the You're bed. You can. Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. That's true. Like, what if? What if? Um, what's that really hot chick? What was her name again? Uh, uh, um, oh gosh, hang on. What's that? What's going on? Uh, there's someone calling into the show. Take the call. <laughs> Let's see. Caller, you're on line one. How Call can we help you? One. How can we help you? <laughs> Dang. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. She's probably gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And and there you are. Brad, you only took one pair of underwear. <laughs> oh, damn it! Know me once. Don't don't talk. Oh, uh, no, that's know me once. Know me once, right? Now you just you got lucky. She loved your movie. She was at the beginning, and you know, as a director, you're a very powerful man. 
Mm. Because mm. once this beautiful actress loves your movie, she'll do anything to be in your next one, right? To be in Firetown. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> next thing, you know, cut a long story short, she ends up in your hotel room. But she only took one pair of undies. And this is the last night. You've been there for four <laughs> days. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? It's like a pop quiz. What are you, you going to call? Pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. You only got one pair underway. It's been four days. What are you going to do? Plan A is just is just get in the shower. Just get in the shower. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just get in the shower. Get, get okay. in there. Just get, get, get cleaned up, you know? And, and okay, we'll tell you what to do. Okay, yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. President, and after you're in the shower, yeah. what would you do next? I, I think uh, we're, we're, this is PG. We're gonna keep PG no, no, it's okay. I hope you didn't tell your mom to listen to this. That's for my not to listen, so I can say what I like. But this is what Black Lives suggest. When it comes to hoisery, hoisery is socks, by the way, okay. and underwear, never wear sports socks, guys, unless you're actually doing sports. So no white socks with a black suit. Okay? And no, even if the socks... socks. Are, unless you're Michael Jackson, just saying. Yeah, but those were like diamond-studded socks. Or that's at least true. they were Swarovski crystal socks. Yeah, that's good. That's like okay? And even if they're black sports socks, it's a no-no. No, no mm. sports socks. Okay. Okay, okay they got to be dress socks. Check. Okay, throw out all socks with holes in them. You never know when you have to be asked to take your shoes off. I I have to be honest, today I was in a rush. My One of my favorite pairs of socks has a hole in it, the one I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing sure. a sock with a hole in it. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> That's cold, man. I don't know if I can stay in this room. <laughs> it's cold. Hey, you you didn't know that. I, I, you wouldn't I, I, have known if I, I was not aware of that when I arrived. Okay, this interview is over. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. We're done. All right. All right. You guys can go. But but I'm just saying, like that happened. I was in a rush. I was only seeing you guys. Okay? But I don't know. Something might happen in my day. Maybe Naomi White. Maybe you passed Leanne Liebenberg in the hall. Just <laughs> exactly. And she asked me to take off my shoes. And that might be the deal breaker. Because she does that a lot. And she does that a lot. Before we go any further, can you can I see your socks? That that's me. I'm out of that game. Wow. I've messed myself up. It's a dark world. I, I, I had a chance with Leanne Liebenberg, but I was wearing the wrong socks. <laughs> Don't let that happen to you, Brad. I'm yeah. done. Never, <clears throat> never. Noted. I'm talking to you too, by the way, Sean. Don't okay. think that just because you're sitting there and I'm not looking at you all the time, I'm looking at at Brad over here. Th- this applies to you too. I know that your wife is probably going to pack for you, so you have an advantage. <laughs> yeah, but if my wife was here right now, she'd tell you that uh, you don't have any socks. The beautiful Jerry. Yee, Jerry um, what's <laughs> but if she was here right now, she'd tell you yeah? that I happen to. One of the biggest things in my budget actually is socks. Regular purchasing of socks. I'm not okay. one to really wear washed socks. Oh, okay. You are like Prince. You don't repeat <laughs> your socks. You just throw them away. God forbid I have to wear socks that have been worn yeah. previously. Okay. How he rolls. If ever we make a movie and we're wondering what happened to all that budget, <laughs> yeah, the extra budget that, that never went on screen, sock budget. There's a sock budget. Socks. Okay. But you did ask about red socks. You can add flair with bright, bold socks, but avoid garish, <laughs> like you're wearing a green t-shirt and green socks yeah. with black shoes. You gotta make your <sighs> socks and your shirts match. Look, I think you took a, a huge chance with that. Um, I don't know about you, Brad. Dude, but I, I wore shorts and all-stars for my wedding, so... Wow let's, is, let's just say How did she marry shit you? Shit just got real What, what the hell? Just real. You must have a lot of money I can pull some stuff off man Really? You, know? yeah. you pulled it off? Yeah I pulled it okay, off Okay next time she must be in the studio to That's tell us That's a gangster okay? groom I tell you what She must be in here to tell us exactly how you pull that off Because either she's she's like a very loving wife And she really understands Or Those are amazing all-stars <laughs> I suppose Okay um, so bright doesn't have to mean tasteless So avoid garish pictures or colors No Bart Simpson or Incredible Hulk socks Please Incredible Hulk shirts work though Yes huh? Hulk shirts work But like <laughs> Hulk smash Okay 
Anyway, so um, those are your your black life style tips. We're gonna give you more style tips later. I feel blessed to have heard that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. By the way, you're probably gonna be choosing a ready to wear suit, right? This is like a suit tip. Mm. You, you're gonna yeah, that's get definitely gonna, a, be, yeah. gonna be off the rack. We, right? need a, we need a tux. Okay. Good tux. You you need to take it into a tailor. Have you got time to take it to in, into a tailor for an alteration? We don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> we leave all, on Monday. I'm it's not going to be gonna happen. racially stereotyping, but Sean, as an Indian guy, I hope you know some Pakistani guys who are tailors. Yeah, no, one least. or two in Fortsburg. Okay, fantastic. So, can you take brother here? I mean, you're Jewish. You should know some people as well. Yeah, damn it, I'm a really bad Jew though. It's, 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 you're a really it's bad a, Jew. It's not even gonna. That's not even good. You, you know that black people call really nice clothes Jewish. Well, <laughs> I know now. <laughs> Hey, stop, stop talking Jewish, guys. You know what happened to Trevor Noah? I don't want to be like know. two years ne- down the line oh, and then was, with yeah, the next what what? We're about um, to get some, some Jewish money from Hollywood. <laughs> and I said Jewish like yeah. more than three times. Yeah. No, but I'm, this is like a compliment. Like in South Africa, right? If you're wearing really nice clothes, you say, hey, like a Jewish, me bra. Because. <laughs> I remember that. Because like, like in the old days and up to this day, to a certain extent, but more than ever, in the old days, the tailors, there was like a whole street downtown Joburg. Okay. And those tailors were all Jewish people, right? And all the best material, all the best clothing were sold at Jewish shops. So the clothes were called like Jewish. Oh, okay. The more you know, I didn't know that. So there you go. Thank so we can you. put that Thank in five times. So, I'm throwing you know, that in there. My we'll, character can be like, we'll go let's to get the Jewish, Jewish guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll some nice yeah. cultural Jewish, which is I'm going to go buy some like lekker clothes. So you need to take your stuff to an uh, to a tailor. Yeah, we'll, to we'll, try and, okay. we'll try and get some priority on that. Um, and guys, please, 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 keep your suit jacket fastened when you're standing up. Okay, Brad. Don't short. show our beer bellies. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe that's for me more than you. Yeah. But really, <laughs> it makes you look slimmer. It's the, it's the in thing right now. Okay. So when you stand up, you button. When you sit down, you unbutton. And only two buttons. Only two. Not no, the bottom. Actually, Never the bottom one. You gotta do Never one. The bottom one. You gotta Never do bottom. one. It's actually one. My, no, tailor, if, my tailor said one. No, if it's look, if it's a three button suit, you button. My tailor two. still said one. I don't know what your tailor is talking about. No, my tailor is the this guy's changing you, rules. You needed tailor. to see my wedding suit, dude. Listen, listen. You need to see listen. me in my don't wedding suit. Don't make me pull out my credentials, man. No, no, dude, you're gonna compare? I can. You know, yeah. I wasn't GQ top ten dress best that men. GQ did not oh. know about me. Okay. Oh. GQ okay. was not like, GQ. Not just if, once, if, if anybody from GQ is listening, like one of yeah. South Africa's. If I've, anybody I've from GQ, been South Africa's style icon, blah blah blah. You know, I know it was like back in the early 2000s something. Exactly. Nearly ten years. Exactly. There was a time. Was there was a time. Ten years ago. But there's nobody you know? reading GQ ten years ago. <laughs> People <laughs> GQ. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, what was I asking you guys before? I was asking you about something Good very specific. Don't wear green socks. I think was the most. Don't wear green socks. Something about the foam. I was supposed to be talking about foams. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be talking about foams, yeah, right? Okay. You guys if we had all the money in the world. Yeah. If you had all the money in the world, what would you different? What would you have done differently? First, with the beginning. With the beginning, we would have made it the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. an amazing trip in uh, Europe we would have loved to check out. No, right? yeah. <laughs> so it would have been exactly the same budget, but the budget yeah, would have taken exactly, us... Exactly, we would have had an extra bit yeah. for like the touring side. I would have bought <laughs> food instead of cooking biryani. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah. No, no, if we... No, if, we preferred if, the cooking. Yeah. If we actually, if we had the right, the right resources, like, well, I mean like uh, the proper kind of resources, we would have definitely been able to extend the the shoot and make it way less stressful than it was. I mean, yeah. we only shot, we only we had to shoot the film in like two days. and It's a 10 minute film though. I mean, exactly. Minutes, right? Well, that's it. But I mean, if you want to get, you know, you want to get things perfect. So, you know, even just an extra day would have helped. 
Yeah, like so all those right. mistakes that you made, we we had to like yeah, just forgive yeah, I them. A lot. I'm very <laughs> bad with my language. Like, oh, man, it was hard <laughs> to me. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. Brad. Grammar that's, and all sorts grammar. of things. I'm, I'm terrible. Now. English is not my mother's tongue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Should have written it in his baby. Then I would have got it. Yeah. No, but we would have definitely. Yeah, I think time would have been just a little bit better for us. You know, we would have had more time to shoot. You know, prepare, shoot. Just you know, you know Hollywood one take for. I mean, one shot the whole day kind of thing. You know, and we did a whole twelve minutes worth of film in two. But I think. Sometimes, I mean, when you look at a South African, the industry, the reality of where we are, I don't think we have the time to be indulgent like that, even if we had the budgets. Because let's be honest, right, guys? If you're going to spend 20 million rands on a film, 50 million rands, that's a $2 million movie. In America, that's a no-budget film. Nothing, yeah. A low-budget film in America is $20 million. So let's say they give you $20 million. To make that money back, that's 200 million rands. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to make four times that money at the box office before the movie even yeah. goes to That's Mnet it. Video on Demand. Blah blah I blah. Mean, yeah. I mean, Mnet itself to screen your film pays you like four hundred thousand. Okay, on that Sunday night. It's a hard life. And you spend twenty million dollars. You got a long way to make yeah. that money back. Look, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, the more money that you get, the more return you have to make, and the more you want, to, the the more of a of a risk it is for investors and stuff. So it is, like you say, it's. I mean, it's a balancing act. So you want to kind of find that sweet spot where you're comfortable with the money that you're 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 getting in, and you're going to be comfortable with the return that you're going to be able to get out from the film. Do you think that as South African filmmakers, we can get to a point where we're like the Australians? I mean, Sean, you know, Australia and New Zealand, they basically have a little Australia. In mm-hmm. in America now, a little New Zealand. Um, every other nation's film industry, even the Bollywood industry, they they, they export their talent mm. at some point to Hollywood. We're the only film industry. Well, we're exporting some, but we're really not not at the at the same level as everyone else. I tell you what, for me, to Michel is, <clears throat> and to get serious a little bit here, because. In our industry, I find the disconnect, and I have been fortunate in the last 10 years to have worked in television, in advertising, as well as in film now, you know. So I've got a little bit of perspective from all sides. And what I've found to be the disconnect is that none of us tend to talk to each other okay. in those spaces. All right. For example, the advertising guys have access to these brands and things like that. And brands have money, mm. you know. And there's so many opportunities I mean, to We make do the some... best ads in the world. Exactly. And yeah. we have so many opportunities to sort of bring in the branded entertainment sort of okay. angle you know to, to, right. to sort of leverage the brand's money mm. to help us along you know but it's such a challenge because everybody's got an ego and everybody needs to be that guy in the process you know what I mean and so mm. what tends to happen is that all the wheels just come off and nothing happens you know nothing gets done I mean I can imagine if James Bond was a South African film mm-hmm. and Aston Martin had given James Bond a car mm-hmm. James Bond would have probably had to mention Aston Martin like 15 times in the yeah. movie I'm about to go chase those bad guys In my amazing Aston Martin <laughs> DV9 With cruise control and yeah. blah 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 Get it now at Aston Martin For only 6,599 <laughs> rands per month Close With a balloon payment the oh, no, You know what I'm saying yeah, Terms and conditions Our marketing guys I don't know if they're stupid I'm sorry I'm going to say it like that If mm-hmm. you're listening to your marketing I don't know if you're stupid Or you're just too arrogant To understand how these things work Because with James Bond It works by him not mentioning yes. All that stuff Okay, with him not being forced, the marketing guy is on set making sure that we actually bloody yeah. well see that it's actually an Aston Martin by going right into the logo on the car. Like we can see it's a bloody Aston Martin, man, and that's what makes it cool. For sure. And also, sure. but even if you want to go a little bit into their space, take the movie with Tom Hanks, that castaway film where FedEx was like a big player in it. It was so in your face.
embrace that brand But it worked inside the story It they worked made from it a story work. point of view It wasn't you FedEx know, exactly, forcing exactly, themselves exactly. on it right? The CEO of FedEx was in the film Making that announcement about the, the plane crash You know what I mean? He put himself out there And it even worked in that space You know what okay. I mean? So we really got to get clever with the way we cry And I mean Brad, this is where I mean him and I have this fight all the time Because I'm trying to get him to think like that Because as a writer, as the person crafting the story, he's very precious about the story, which is obviously the first thing, and that's the priority. Yes, we're slaves to but the story. But at the same us. time, surely we can craft in. But we don't need that. I mean, Brad can make his own brands. He made puffin pops. <laughs> oh, wow, puffin pops. Yeah, man. You gotta, you got get creative with these things, right? <laughs> we can't get the license from Brad Kellogg's. Brad can make his own brands. Yeah, okay, he doesn't need Kellogg's. <laughs> but yeah. no, but I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Sean's got a point there because at the end of the day, it also has to inform story. So you want to have, if you can work it in where it's a natural fit, then that's the ideal situation. So is that something that you're considering to do with Firetown as as, def- as you're rewriting? It's definitely something that we're open film? to for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, it's it's whatever helps us get the funding that we need. It's a conversation that we're totally open Look, to having. I mean, I think the themes for a film like Firetown already, you know, when it comes to branding, there's a mm. lot that you can put in there. Yeah. Um, one, the theme is it's about how do you deal with something precious, like the most precious thing in your life, which is your child, whether it be a daughter or a son. In this case, it happens to be a daughter being kidnapped. And to what lengths would you go to get that person back, right? right. Already right there and there. I'm thinking if I was Apple, I'd be like, she has to have an iPhone because maybe the kid had another iPhone in a pocket. And you know, you've got location settings. Well, blah, it's funny blah, you mention that because that actually might just be in the story. And find <laughs> my, saying. find my, find my phone, you know, yeah. find my iPhone could For be sure. in there. And she tries that, but actually these guys go around that and blah, blah, blah. So we can see that actually in real, in, in the real world, that that's one way of, of, of safeguarding. The, your, yeah. your loved ones Because had she reacted faster Maybe then she would have been able To find out where her kid was And blah blah You know exactly. Already That's where I think The branding works Exactly And mm. it works for the story But it shows off The capability of For example An iPhone yeah. yeah, but all the American shows get saying. it so right. I mean, they're always looking at you watch CSI and then they'll bring an iPad up to do something and it'll be Microsoft's new technology. And but whatever, don't you think whatever. that that's because the American filmmakers have more power <clears throat> than the brand people? Whereas in South Africa, yeah, we are basically going to the brands and begging. Like, there's no other way we're going to get this money. Please, can you help us? Just give us one million rand for this 20 million rand film. But and they're like, for that one million, you're going to ship yeah, black. Yeah. No, but I think that's my case in point. <laughs> really is that we shouldn't have to be about who's got what power I think that the medium is the power I think the audience is the reason why it gives it that power and I think we all need to say that our common goal is to reach that audience and we want to get the film to those audience you want to get your brand to them how can we collaborate and how can we make that work all right cool well um, we're almost out of here but I just had to uh, uh, mention uh, we were supposed to talk about Volkswagen has unveiled its 2015 two rand, but we won't talk about that actually. No, talking about um, car brands. Sorry, if I can just also like, give one more shout out to car. Like, Opal. okay, good for them. Opal has it's like a it's like a mommy and daddy car, but like it's a small version. Can I? Sorry, I'm just like so. I, like, why would why would I have, why would I want to talk about that? <laughs> I'm just saying, Opal is letting us drive around can in the new and Opal that's amazing, Mokka. and we love them for that. Uh, what's, so an, what's an Opal Mokka? It's it's a new it's a uh, mock-up of what SUV uh, model that's so who's out. driving. Um, well, we'll both probably have a Sim Sima. Who's got the keys to my mocha? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but they've been kind enough to support us as well. You know, when you're trying to get around places. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. We've given your brand enough. In. We've given them enough oh, shout whatever. outs. Okay, so they're giving you a car. That's wonderful. At least you won't be at South Africans there riding around in a taxi. Because Lord knows you guys can't actually afford a taxi. <laughs> We can't, we can't afford match. We can't afford, afford match. <laughs> but let's just be honest about this. Like the support in terms of how you're getting out there. How has this, ha- how has this been able to happen? Once again, own pockets. Yeah, lots of own pockets. It's, uh, a, it's, it's a mix. It's a mix of. It's funny because the black guy's not going. The Jewish guy's going. The Indian guy's going. But the black guy, he's not going anywhere. I'm not saying anything. Because we're talking about own pockets, right? Because <laughs> my baby mama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, okay. but we've, we've, I mean, we've had to obviously get the word out there about the yeah, form yeah, yeah. we've been But in. let's be on the real though. I mean, you have had like NFVF has come on board. They really yeah. have. They're that really is, helping that is, us out. That's with been this. a big help. Yeah, they're definitely they're providing some financial assistance to Sean and us for like getting, you know, the film there and mm-hmm. providing us that, that, enabling us to get to Cannes on. You know, and easing up some of that financial burden, which has been great. I mean, yeah, it's been some, actually, but not all, clearly. Yeah, some, yeah. a portion. I mean, well, unfortunately, there's there's a lot of people like lining up for that kind of thing, so it has to be some, unfortunately. But you are the only people who actually have a phone screen there. Surely it should be okay. You first, we'll sort you out, make your trip comfortable, and then you other guys who just want to go to Cannes on a free trip, motherfucker, stand in line. I, that's why I wish you were head of NFEF, Tamisha. That would be great. <laughs> Don't worry, it's happening soon with uh, my ANC contacts. Any one of the these days, I will be the head of something. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, we're out of here. Thank you for joining us, guys. We'll see you in Cannes. Enjoy the trip. Thanks, Thanks very much. A lot, man. That has been Black Life in our new time slot. Check us out next week, 11 to 12 p.m. every Thursday. From me, Timisha Masha, I am so glad Vol Marie and Monobisi weren't here because this was the greatest show ever. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll see you guys next week. I miss you guys. BC, come back. Later. Cliffcentral.com.